Be the sea all taverns and caverns. Soon after we save a samurai in the warehouse, we find out that it was far too late to save him. Whatever experiments these alchemists were running on him had changed him into what looked like a Yorkshire. I chose to behead the man to give him a quick death. We began inspecting the abandoned warehouse and found a few other shaman soldiers locked up. Now sooner than we freed them, we hear the horrifying screeches of the Yorkshire surrounding the building. It won't take long for the Yorkshire armor to storm the warehouse. With little options left, we choose to activate the summoning circle in order to escape. However, Wage and the Shimon soldiers were not able to join us in our retreat. Wage destroyed the summoning ruins in his last moments to throw out the Yaksha from following. Episode 7 to 8, Koldar's Secret. And as you are teleported, I'm going to reveal a map to the right of you. And you just hear Ashina Rudy goes, Wedge! God damn it, Wedge! <laughs> Price, this does not look better. Right. She said, this does not look better. All right. So well, it looks a little better. Let's not be ridiculous. There's less <laughs> monsters. But... Yeah. So as you're all being teleported away, Wedge, he takes his Warhammer. And as soon as you all vanish, you leave the samurai with Wedge. And he takes his Warhammer and he just slams it down as he stands near the circle into one of the runes, and he begins to break up the runes around the summoning circle to fuck the magical circle up so that it is unusable until the runes are fixed. And as that happens, you can see you guys are now gone. You can't see him any longer. And at this point, he and the samurai get swarmed by all of the yaksha. Obviously, you guys are not there to see this. But obviously, they're not breaking out. <laughs> wow. So oh, they man. they get swarmed by the Yaksha, and you don't know what happens to any of them. Bye-bye, Wedge and Samurai NPCs. For now. <laughs> Damn. But as that happens, you all do know that he did break up the summoning circle. That's what he said he was going to do if he couldn't make it out to stop them from following you guys. So I'm going to remove the turn order here. We'll keep the turn order, but I'm just going to move it out the way for now. We'll start with the, if we go back to it, we'll start with the same new round with the same initiative that we rolled before. But as you guys appear in this room, you guys find stone beneath you. You can see what looks like this massive room with no windows. There are several torches and magical light sources keeping the, this room lit. But also, other than torches, you see this purple aura coming from several giant test tubes that are sprawled out throughout the room with these attachment hoses that are connecting to them leading into this glowing purple sphere that looks like a gigantic spark that is inside of a glass orb, as if it is a source of energy that's just pulsating. But inside these test tubes to the north and south of you, you can see these humanoid figures floating in this purple-like liquid with all of these attachments going into their bodies as if it was some kind of sci-fi laboratory with experiments. Now, nothing 
in here looks like a sci-fi flick. It's all still very fantasy looking, obviously, but you guys get the feeling that you're in some kind of lab, a, lab a laboratory. Now, the warehouse was a makeshift lab, as you guys saw with the test tubes and all that stuff, but this one is much more sophisticated as you appear here. There are stairs behind you all that lead up onto a platform. And that platform leads up to the north to another set of stairs, and that set of stairs leads to a door. There is nobody in this lab, but the equipment seems to be turned on. Magic, the arcana, if you will, an arcana check, I'll tell you what you feel. But right now, it is pure silence, and you guys just appear peacefully without any issues. What do you do? Cry. <laughs> I'm with Roy on this one. I'm crying. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Arcana Wedge just... Jump on Roy. <laughs> <laughs> he steps out of the circle. Oh, looks like uh, if they need a teleporter, judging by this technology, we might be in Goldar. That's a bad place. That'd be oh, a bad place. Yes. Damn. You that's don't know. Cool. You don't know where you're at, but <laughs> that that is the bad place. Goldar is the nation that attacked everybody. Let's hope we're not there. Even the air smells sinister. Ashina <laughs> <laughs> Rui takes her fist. She, she just punches the ground. She is really pissed off right now. She just left one of her friends. Not only did Biggs die, she has no idea what happened to Wedge. She is, she's kind of quiet right now. She's pissed. Well, she should have never named them Biggs and Wedge because she <laughs> knows what happened. <laughs> she didn't name them that. <laughs> she's their mother. Damn. Mother. <laughs> so as you all are stepping out of the summoning circle, Ashina Ruri, she just looks at the summoning circle and then at you guys, and she's just quiet right now as she's looking around. But what do you all do? Um, I'm going to examine, I guess, some of the stuff that's, or like try to see what's in these like tubes and stuff. Yeah, the giant yeah. test tubes, the humanoids in them. Yep. So again, uh, go ahead and make me Looking. a yeah, an investigation or or whatever. Thirteen. Roy wanted to do an arcana check as well. Okay. Oh, I don't know shit. So I got Yome, a two. You walk up to the first test tube, and these test tubes are they're fairly big. You know, they're about 15, 20 feet high. They're 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 massive, and the room you're in, the ceiling is high. You get the feeling you're underground based off of the fact that. The stairs behind you, there's two sets of stairs leading up. So you definitely feel like you're underground because parts of the wall do look like, you know, cavernous. But as you look into that test tube with a, with a two, you just see this floating humanoid figure in this purple liquid just floating. You can't tell what it is. It has two arms, very humanoid-like, but you can't see its face or anything. It's too dark in that specific test tube to see it. You just don't know what you're looking at with a two. You have a 13 on your investigation hotel. What are you investigating? He's investigating this coffin doodad that's attacked, that's attached by cores to whatever that purple so, thing is. So the you are walking towards the giant glass orb with the purple sparking energy inside the glass orb in front yeah. of that giant ball of what you would assume is arcana energy of some kind. Again, they're all attached to 
with cords that lead into it's not a coffin it is okay. based, it's a table with harnesses oh i can see that now think frankenstein and there is a lever to the side of it your thoughts are that come rushing to your head are this is definitely experiments that are used on people with how this is looking you just you're not sure but that's how it looks like is there like oh, yeah. a closet in here that we can hide in or no closets you do know there's space <laughs> there is space around the test tubes you could hide behind the test tubes because they're large enough you can hide behind some of these test tubes if you needed to all i'm saying no it looks like there's one door yes there's only and one i imagine door. we're in a bad place so i don't know how we're gonna get out of here yeah there's only one door and that's up the stairs behind you and with a 25 arcana check roy you feel magic flowing everywhere in this room there are purple crystals in these boxes all around the room. Your assumption would be sources of arcana energy or magic energy. No matter where you step in this room, you feel the arcana flowing. And it feels, as Stella said, somewhat sinister. You can't tell it's bad arcana, but you get a really bad feeling just being in this room. Could Roy take a couple samples of those crystals? Yes, he could. He's going to do that. So you just like, you take like a a tool and just like cutting some of the crystals? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So you take a couple chunks off the crystals. They break fairly easily, but nothing bad happens. You're able to take a couple samples. And with a 15 investigation, Stella, you're investigating one of the other test tubes. Yeah. Or this thing, whatever that is. That's just more crystals. Oh, okay. Giant crystal on the floor. Yeah. See if I notice anything that Yome didn't. So you go to the southern test tubes on the opposite side of where Yome is, and you look into it. Same, similar thing. You see a humanoid. However, you get a better glance at what's inside this one. There's more lighting near this one. And you see another humanoid figure, but you can see the shoulder has an eyeball blinking in it. The the face, uh, the head of this humanoid is what looks like a snapping turtle, large snapping turtle's head. And you can see the arms are much longer than the legs, and there are these massive claws attached to them. And the eye on the shoulder keeps blinking. It's not like looking at you. It's unaware you're there. It just keeps blinking. I was doing some William Birkin shit. Similar to that, yeah. Stella, tilt her head to the side. Freaky. She puts her face up to the glass and her hands like she's at an aquarium and she's making faces. Can you see what I'm doing? It doesn't react. It just keeps blinking. It's as if it's not aware of its surroundings. This is fucked up. Can you imagine being stuck in a jar with an eye on your shoulder? (laughs) All right. Someone's got to have the balls to go outside of that room and explore this place. We can't stay in here. And I don't want to know, well, who comes in that circle next if it ain't Wedge. She looks over at, at you. No one's coming through that circle anytime soon. Wedge destroyed it. I think we're safe for now. I ain't going to count him out ever. Safe as we're going to be. Should we shut down these uh, these experiments? Maybe. 
no, maybe something that's on is keeping them in there, you know? I mean, I guess we could take a vote. He's only asking questions. <laughs> oh. I'm all about democracy in this bitch. Everyone don't know shit. Everyone make me some perception checks. As you're all looking around talking and investigating things. Oh my. <laughs> Roy's not very perceptive right now. Roy's got six. Hoto with a 12. Yome with a 21. And oh no. Stella with a five. All right. So as you're all speaking with one another, Yome is kind of off to the side, still looking at the test tube. With a 21, she's the only one that hears this. Yome, from above, behind you where the stairs are, leading up to the, the single door that leads into this room, you hear movement and commotion coming down towards you into the room. They're not, you don't know what or who, is making the sounds, but you hear something or people coming down and you feel like they're about to come into this lab soon. And you just get the quick feeling that you need to hide. You guys, someone's coming. We need to hide. I don't know where to fucking hide. Uh, Stella does a, a dive in a roll <laughs> on some slick shit behind these barrels. <laughs> like, can I hide behind this? This is probably a bad place to hide, right? So you have room. There's room to hide behind the test tubes. And the equipment. Stella, I would say don't hide there only because that's where the stairs are. The stairs come down oh, and they lead to where you're standing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So over. I'm gonna be in this. I'm gonna jump over the crates and jump behind them. Oh, down. okay. So you go okay. So you hide behind some crates and some boxes. All right. Ashino Rui is looking and she just rushes towards these the test tubes where Yome was, and she just hides behind some of the test tubes. Because like I said, they're about 20 feet high about 15 feet wide so you can hide them yeah, behind them fairly easily well you got those humanoid figures in there that are kind of blocking i mean there's not really much else to hide other than behind some crates like stella there's not a lot of places to hide in this lab so roy and hota what are you guys doing is there anything over here or no and along the corner to the north there's yeah. some crates with all the crystals you can hide behind all that yes uh, that's what he's gonna do. All right, Roy, you dive behind some of the boxes where you got those crystals from. And Hota, where are you going? Uh, this area here, I'm gonna hide there. You're gonna hide. So if you go above there, they'll be able to see you because that's oh, the yeah. same. That's where that is. That's the same level of the stairs at this as the platform on the stairs. So there's a ladder that cl cr uh, climbs up to that platform. They'd see you as soon as they walked in. Oh, I'm heading here then. <laughs> okay, so you go behind another one of the devices. So the as darkest you, spot. So as you all hide behind all of these, you guys hear the door open. And you instantly hear voices speaking, talking with one another. And what you guys can see and hear are several people with those lab coats, similar to those scientists or those chemists that you saw back at the warehouse. They're walking through and they come down the stairs and they begin to tinker with several of the equipment. But as they come down, you also notice two individuals and another person in a lab coat come walking down the stairs as well as they're talking. You notice one of the individuals is in immaculate golden armor. He's got two blades on his back, and he has a helmet on his head with this golden mask that's attached to the helmet, so you cannot see his face. 
you just see this golden mask that looks like a face. And he's talking to this guy who's just in plain clothing. And there's another scientist walking with them who looks like he might be possibly the head scientist. You're just not sure. But they're having a conversation. You really can't hear what they're saying until they get down below because they're coming down the stairs. But as they do so, the other scientists go around and you see they come towards the center of the room where that table was with the straps. And another scientist goes up to that glass orb with the sparking energy and begins to mess around with a couple of the switches and levers as if they're preparing for something. And as they come down, they don't notice you guys are there at all. They're not looking for you, so they're not really paying attention. You can hear them talking, and you hear this as they get closer to the party. The man in the golden armor is speaking. He has his hands behind his back, and he is standing in a straight posture. Again, he has these two blades attached to his, his back as well. And he's looking around the room. Hmm. Fascinating. This is the science room here of Loria, then. Why did you build it under the Tawny Fortress? It is too close to the borders of Shimara, too close to the enemy's lines. Was it your choice to put it here? Terrible decision. And you can see the scientist that came down with him, the one that looks like the head scientist, looks, turns around and looks at the guy in armor. Uh, no, sir. It was Mawu decision to have this built here under the Tawny Fortress. I thought it would be best to make it back further west, further from the borders. But you know General Mawu, he is known to be the wicked. He loves this kind of thing, being close to the enemies. He thinks it scares them. And then you see the man in armor looks at the scientist and he shakes his head. Mawu was a fool. And that is why he is dead. And he just continues to look around. If it was up to me, this would have been built, as you said, further to the west. Now, I have a sample here for you to show me how this works. And he looks over at the man who's just in plain clothing. And that man stands tall and proud. He just salutes this guy in this golden armor. Sir, yes, sir. And that golden armored man speaks up. You are hand chosen by myself to be the experiment for this day. Consider yourself worthy, soldier. And he just salutes the guy in the golden armor, and he begins to walk towards the table with the straps, and he just lays onto it as the other scientists begin to strap him in. And as they're strapping him in, you hear the general, not the general, but the, the guy in the golden armor, he looks over at the, other, the head scientist as they're strapping the other guy into this table. Tell me, what's caused the sorceress to leave? What was the meaning behind that? We lost a powerful spy in our ranks because of Mawu's terrible decisions. What did he do? And the scientist looks at the man, General Renak. Mawu had us fuse her younger siblings into a monstrosity, and when she found out what we did, she killed it. I'm assuming in an act of mercy for her younger siblings, and that is when she fled. And the man in armor just shakes his head. He looks anger, ang he looks angered and upset about it. <sighs> Mawu was a fool to take away the sole bargaining chip we had to use against that damn sorceress. 
We lost a powerful spy and many resources trying to get her back. And now Mawu the Wicked is dead. The emperor will not be pleased with this. And the scientist looks at the guy. Of course, General Ranak. But that is why you are here with us now. You will be leading the efforts of the war here in Aloria. We don't take it the wrong way. And I know General Mawu is now dead. But we are actually happy you're taking his place, General Ranak, for you have a much more brighter head on your shoulders than Ma Wu ever did. And Ranak, as you all hear, his name is General Ranak. He just looks at the scientist. You're damn right. Out of the seven generals, I am known as the Tempest. Why do you think that is, scientist? And he lo- the scientist looks at him. Because you are the fastest and the quickest and the most level-headed of all the generals, sir. And he just nods back at the scientist. You are correct. Now show me what your experiments can do. And he looks up at the man that's now strapped into the table. And the scientist turns around, he nods his head. And you can see they begin to pull some more levers. And as they do so, those that are standing behind any of the test tubes and whatnot, you can see that some of the purple liquid begins to be siphoned from those test tubes. And they begin to go through those cables, those cords, into the table where this guy is strapped. And the other scientists begin to basically insert some of these needles into him as if they were feeding him this liquid. And that giant energy sparking orb that is in the center or the center of the Western room begins to spark even more frequently. And it begins to make this like hissing sound as if the arcana or the magics were about to blow out of that orb. Luckily, that glass that is encasing that orb is protecting it from exploding. But as it begins to siphon all of this liquid and it puts it into this guy's body, you can hear the guy on the table and see his veins begin to show in his body. He laid on the table. He took his shirt off so you can see his bare chest begin to burst wider as his veins turn purple and he begins to yell out in pain as these cries of pain echo throughout this room, his body shifts and his head begins to rip open as something from inside of his face bursts out. And just like the turtle like creature that Stella saw in the test tube, his head opens and this giant snapping turtle face comes out of it as his body soon shifts into what looks like his massive humanoid snapping turtle monstrosity the straps that are holding him down they rip and burst and his body is no longer that of a human it slowly sits up and it stands breathing heavily as this purple ooze is coming from the mouth and the pores of its arms. And you just see this massive turtle monstrosity standing there before you. And the scientist looks back over at Ranak. Sir, this is what we've been working on. You know, the energy we've taken from the Omnikami. General Ranak nods, yes, I do. Is that why he looks like a snapping turtle? Yes, sir, it is. And Renok just nods and he, he walks over to this 
man who is now this monstrosity. It's breathing heavily. And General Locke, he does not look displeased. He does not look scared. But obviously, he has his mask on, so you can't tell. But he just walks up to it. He looks up at it. It's taller than him now. He just looks up at it. Very good. This will definitely serve our army well. Unlike Mawu the Wicked, who relied on these altered soldiers, I tend to take things into my own hands. But because this is what Emperor Ball wants, I shall, of course, allow it. And he points over at the summoning circle that you guys came out of. As he steps to the side, soldier, your first mission is to go to the Amiwa ruins and seek out your superior officers there. And the turtle creature nods and it walks towards the summoning circle. And as it does so, it stands into the circle and the runes begin to turn on. But as the runes all light, nothing happens. And the scientist looks over at Renak. That's weird. What is happening? General... Ain't got no gas in it. <laughs> <laughs> General Rock, he walks over towards the summoning circle. He leans down. The runes have not been tampered with. That can only mean one thing. The runes of the summoning circle on the opposite end at the meal ruins were tampered with. I do not like the sound of this. Come! We have pressing matters to discuss. And he begins to walk out of the room, going back up the stairs with this turtle and scientist following him. And the three of them leave almost abruptly. The general, Renak, he seemed fairly upset and somewhat surprised. And he thinks something in the plan is going wrong. So he is rushing out of here. The other scientists, though, they stay in there and they begin to clean up the the mess that the turtle just made as they're turning off the off the equipment and whatnot they don't know you're there so as they do that i'm going to move them around as they're cleaning up some things and with that we will say what do you all do nothing <laughs> yeah what do you mean what do we do i ain't doing shit I'll stay right where i am hiding in these shadows <laughs> Think I want that turtle bastard coming right back down these stairs? Hell no. You hear him slowly going up the stairs. Bump. Bump. Now, I want, I want at least Yome, at least. Well, all of you can make me a history check, but Yome, make it with an advantage. I'd say, yo, I, actually, I'd say, yeah, Yome has advantage. The rest of you make a normal history check. Oh, see, this is perfect. This is perfect because uh, Yome got a natural 20 with a 21. Yeah. So, and we have Stella with a 15, Roy with a 20, and Hota with an 11. All right, so Hota, you don't catch on to what the scientists and the General Renak were talking about. They said something specific that you don't catch on to. You were too worried about, what the fuck am I looking at? Right. <laughs> Roy and Yome definitely know or catch on to this. Stella... You don't know the specifics behind it, but you put two and two together. When they were talking about, when General Renak asked about it looking like a turtle, he mentioned the Omnikami. Yome, you definitely caught on to this. And remember, back when we started, 
this campaign of season two, there was an Omnikami that was missing. And the rumors were that the Koldarians took him away. Do you remember the name of that Omnikami? I sure don't. <laughs> I figured you wouldn't. I do. I remember. Which one was it? It's Tioga. Yes. Tioga, the great turtle spirit. I don't even remember the name of mine. That's part of uh, kind of Leroy's stick behind his um, his shop and whatnot. Yes. Because he follows, he really follows uh, Tioga and uh, I just forgot the tiger. Nimwa. Nimwa, that's right. Nimwa. I thought it was, but. Tioga was the great turtle spirit of protection and tranquility. Yome, you follow Tiomi, the great fox spirit of luck and cleverness. Yes. I would have just called her Kitsune. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you all put two and two together, and you're like, in your heads now, are like, that rumor is not a rumor any longer, at least to you. All the rumors are true. So, as that's going on, though, I also want a, a quick, I didn't say a name, but for our listeners that listen are listening to the side stories, Renak was talking about Mawu the Wicked and a sorceress that left. For those that listen to our side stories, the sorceress of Aloria, that's exactly who they were talking about. Eska, the sorceress, is who they were talking about. So a throwback to that. Um, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, and Mawu the Wicked was one of the generals that... Followed after her into Tearister. But that's for that side story. So listen to those side stories. You want to know what happens. Mm-hmm. So, but with that, the scientists, they just continue to clean up. And the other one looks over at the other out of the four. And you just hear him just go, I hate being here near the front lines. I don't know about these experiments. I know I could have my head cut off for this, but... I can't believe we're using the essence of an Omnikami. That, that is not right. And the other scientist looks over. He looks frightened. Hush! If General Renak hears you, we'd all be killed. Shut up and keep working. And he just walks off away from the one that was freaked out. And they just continue to work and clean up the mess. And after about 10 minutes, they all finish what they're doing. And they all begin to walk back up the stairs, and they all leave the room. As they all leave the room, what do you all do? Hmm. Well, they left the room. <laughs> Bill starts climbing on top of the crates. They're always over. pissed right now after what I he mean, just saw. I mean, that's some serious shit. What the fuck? Well, it was gone to you guys. The monster's gone, and so are the scientists. <sighs> It's a problem. Neither brains or the brick. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> no, they're gonna be fucking sorry. Leroy <laughs> <laughs> uh, is just He's kinda, fucked up. Yeah. He's got that fist fest is balled up. Like that. Yeah, that Arthur meme. meme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Those bastards. I can't believe they did that to Tioga. And Ashino Rui steps out and she has a look of of worry in her in her well, you can't see her face because her helmet has the mask, a samurai mask, but she her eyes are wide open and she looks at the four of you. That was General Renak of the Koldarian army. We have to get out of here. 
Did you all hear? We are under the fortress of Tawny. That means we're near the borders of Aloria and Shimada. We're not too far away from Shimada. Possibly near Hirai Forest. If we can make a break for the forest, we can use that as, as coverage for our escape. But we have to get out of here. We cannot fight General Anak. Oh, I don't plan on it. And pardon if I'm wrong, but I just heard someone say the essence of the Omekami. That can't be right. She looks over I at, mean, it ain't right. She looks at Hota, <laughs> and she, she shakes her head. No, it isn't right, and that is what you heard. Oh, rum- that's gotta be a joke. The rumors of the great turtle spirit being captured and being siphoned through energy from the Kodarians, we know it is now rumor no longer. It makes sense how the Kodarians are able to create these altered soldiers, these beasts. We have to inform the Alliance. We have to. The uh. gods, like, exist, though, right? What do you mean? Like, they exist on, like, this plane, or no? So, yes and no. So, as as it's explained in the history of Reverie, the planet, each continent has its own pantheon of gods. Mm-hmm. So, in Ashai, it's the Omnikami. They look over the land of Ashai. So, they are animal spirits slash gods, but they do walk the land of Ashai from time to time. They People have seen them, and that's how Yome's race, the Yiaki, mm-hmm. came to be. So they are physically present from time to time. But the idea right now, what you guys just heard, it is almost impossible. You think there's no way. But after seeing what you just saw, you have no idea how mortals were able to capture a god or an animal spirit and siphon its energy. That is beyond mortal shit. So something seriously wrong is going on. So you guys I mean, like, if I, if I, like, I mean, it would be really rare for someone to come across them, yeah? Yes. But, like, if you did and you were like, bro, they took this other god, like, they'd be pissed, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, the Omnikami, yeah, would be pissed. She's looking around her eyes are big and she's just kind of taking it in and going whoa it's been a while since i've been a part of some shit this serious i mean this this could be the one this something like this well we gotta get out of here we could be legends (laughs) (laughs) you're jumping the gun (laughs) We gotta get out of here. I mean, come on. (laughs) Easy. We haven't been together long, but there's one thing I know about every person in this room. You find a way to keep going. I don't know. None of you bastards are gonna die on my watch. Now let's get the hell out of here. Oh, after you. <laughs> like I said, there's only one way out. It's up the stairs through that door. Yeah, I took my straight to the door. Stella's very motivated. Oh no. Oh Jesus. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I take a look first. Make sure it's nice and safe. I was gonna peek around the corner. I'm gung ho, but I'm not dumb. You just gotta pretend like you belong there. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, they oh, got any lab we got any lab coats laying around? No. So where they are is that the door or yeah like doors on the, the, the north. Oh, okay yeah 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 don't don't pay attention to this door here that's not a door oh, okay yeah. well i wrote a good stealth 
Roy's going to bring up the rear. Oh, he's rolling stealth now. (laughs) All right. So, Stella, you have a 20 critical on that 20 on your stealth with a 26 total. Uh, Oh, God. You go up to that door. Is that what you're Mm -hmm. doing? Yep. And you're able to slowly open it. It pushes outwards. And as you peek through the door, you see this long hallway with nobody standing in it. You don't hear or see anyone right now. It looks like a hallway, a long corridor, and you can see there are two ways to turn, left and right. It ends at a dead end with a left and right turn. But you don't see anyone, Hmm. which is good. Uh, Is there not going to be a map for that? Not just yet. Okay. Hmm. Stella, she's going to turn to uh, Yome. Go, well, good news and bad news. Good news is not too sure we can get lost. There's only two mm-hmm. ways we can go. Bad news is could be walking into a trap. This place no has got to be guarded. Yeah. These sons of bitches got to pay. Then I got to write a diss track about that shit. And <laughs> <laughs> remember, General Nock mentioned you guys are underneath in the basements of Tawny Fortress, which is, I'd say, Ashina Rui would know this because she's been fighting along the border anyways, so I won't make you make some checks, but along the border of uh, Shimara and Aloria, on the side of Aloria, there is a fortress that is next to the border known as Tawny Fortress. That is the fortress you are at. So you're very close to Shimara, but you've been teleported out of the nation. So you definitely have to get the fuck out. <laughs> but it is a fortress, which means there are potentially going to be Koldarian soldiers. Hmm. Should oh, we destroy these beakers or the cables or something before we leave? If we're going to leave. We might as well fuck them up before we go. No need to leave their plan intact. <laughs> You're not wrong, but then people will know we were here. So right. They're going to see us anyway. I doubt we're going to Get out We're of definitely here. gonna have to kill some people to get out of here. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. Are we gonna let them finish building what? Can we destroy nine more quietly? Of fucking monsters? Uh, probably not. But we could just cut the cords, maybe. Not break yeah. the glass. That sounds like a better idea. All right. Cut the cords. All right. All right. So, <laughs> everyone, final cord. Yeah, he is not it. certain. I mean, what else? Do you have a better idea? Absolutely not. He's scratching his head. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, I'm going to go right here and I'm going to swing my rapier and try to slice. Uh, um, this... I mean, they're not. They're not made of anything special, so you're able to cut right into them. Oh, we're all doing this. All right. Cut Does it turn off? So the liquid that's coming through these these tubes, the, as you cut it, that purple liquid begins to spill onto the floor everywhere. But it touch it. It's not turning anything off but it's basically just draining now the purple liquid that's in these test tubes leaving these humanoid figures in there without the liquid so these is that going to be bad for us these human (laughs) these humanoid figures now without the liquid to keep them afloat they drop into the test tubes and they're like leaning up against the glass now but they're not moving well they need that water that's good this the sparking the sparking orb the gigantic orb with that energy that's sparking inside that glass 
encasing on the west side of the room that everything seems to be connected to as well. Your assumption is that's the main source of power. As you cut these cables and these cords, that spark slowly begins to die out. And that purple energy just vanishes. And you just see the clear glass circular encasing. Yeah, I was about to ask about that too. See if we can if we can make it implode on itself or explode. Nope. You it went out. Loud. It went out. You took away its energy source. <clears throat> Right. Now we can either hide again because we know they're going to come in here and see what's wrong and we can jump them. Try to get an opportunity attack. You really or, want that general to come back? Or no. we can leave the room and hope we don't run into them. But they're coming make, anyway. Make me a history check. Uh, Hota. You got it. With advantage. Nice. Didn't even need it. <laughs> That was a 20 on your history. You can roll again if you want. All right, we'll take 20. Hota, because your background, specifically Yome and Roroi being from Ina Isle, they don't know much about the current war on the mainlands other than the war that's happening in Iwatsuni Isles. And Stella being from Tearster, she doesn't really know major names or anything. But you having the past of being a soldier fighting against the Kuldarians. You have heard of General Ranak, the Tempest. And you know he is a dual-bladed fighter. You saw the two swords on his back. He is known to be the most powerful swordsman under General Ball. You know if you fight him, you will most likely die. Listen, it's a losing battle to go against this general. He's one of the strongest sword fighters in the nation. Nations. <laughs> I, I I think we should leave and not deal with it. Let's beat feet. And let's start running towards the door. All right, so you all cut the cables and you head up towards the door and you're just going to try and escape this room then. And yep. All right, cool. So place all your kickers up there near the door. and We're we going to go left or right. Well, when we'll get up there, when I you guess. Get up we'll there, you'll determine. decide. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ryan hasn't yep. made the map. Yep, so... With that, we'll go ahead and say that ends this episode of Taverns and Caverns. All right. Great, great, that's all, folks. Good episode, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Good shit. Damn it, I was go. trying to say Wedge. He... I know. Ryan wouldn't let us save him. He said, no, I already planned his death. Uh, yeah, I know. I noticed. <laughs> well, I didn't say he died. Oh, he ain't, he ain't going to want to live. <laughs> I'm certain. I mean, he's he got just surrounded by 1,000 evil beings and he had no HP. Okay. Listen, that monstrosity said no survivors in his gargled voice. <laughs> I mean, he did. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> he did. That's true. I know them damn samurai didn't make it. <laughs> he didn't even have uh, a name until we asked. Right. So I know he didn't make it. <laughs> right. Irrelevant like, as hell. He's like the yellow coats of Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to another exciting episode of Taverns and Caverns, everyone. If you enjoyed our shenanigans, we ask that you please leave us ratings and reviews on Apple iTunes or any other podcast platform that you use. Also, please be sure to check out the Taverns and Caverns Patreon for exclusive content that you won't want to miss. You can find me on Twitter at HaphazardDM. Yo, I'm Bri. I play Stella. And you can follow me on Twitter at Blaze underscore Nancy Bri King or NBK. 
I am Robert Jones, and I played Hota Lu Bay. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Truebone, T-R-U-B-O-N-E. I'm Felicia, and I play Yome. You can find me on Insta or Twitter at Dagger Tribal. I'm Rod, or Rodimus, playing Roroy Rice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rodimus7901 or at Instagram at Rodimus83. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Those are all of our players and our cast members for Tavern of the Cavern Season 2. Until next time, take care. <laughs>